Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome to another Can I Own podcast episode. I am your host, Art Veal. Today, we'll be, we will be discussing the different mortgage programs that mortgage lenders and brokers and banks try to put you into to get you qualified or get you into a home. Um, we'll also be discussing which one is probably right for you, depending on your situation and what you can do to do your own research to make sure you make the right decision. Um, typically, what happens with mortgage brokers is you go into a mortgage broker's office, you're not sure if you can get qualified for a loan, and they immediately tell you they have a loan program that's perfect for you. And they uh, they pull your credit, they say, we've got a loan program that works for you, and then you start the process only to find out that oh, this program doesn't have, you don't meet the exact requirements of it, so we're going to try to put you into another program, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and so it can be very frustrating at times because you think that you, when when they tell you that I've got a program that's perfect for you, you think you're already uh, in the process and you're already approved, when in fact uh, mortgage brokers are a lot of times just telling you that they know a program that you should qualify for, based on what you're telling them and you you actually haven't gone through the process and um, you know you, you might be disappointed later. Um, I went through this situation quite a few times when I bought my own property as well as when I bought some investment property years ago. Um, I de dealt with a lot of different mortgage brokers, I dealt with a lot of different banks and they always had a program that was perfect for me and sometimes I literally got 30 and 60 days into the loan just for them to say, oh, you don't fit the criteria of this loan. And, you know, then I was turned away and it was it was very frustrating because you kind of wasted time. So what you're going to do, um, there are two things that I suggest to families to avoid this kind of a problem. Um, the first thing is to have all of your paperwork in order when you go to a lender or mortgage broker, lender, whatever it is. Um, you want to have all your paperwork in order because the easier, the the better, the easier way to submit a full package to them to give them all the details they need. Um, the easier it is to get your financing and get an answer back quickly. No mortgage broker that you go to, or at least ninety nine percent of them, can tell you that you're approved based on what they see because they don't know. They have to send it to an underwriter or to a preliminary underwriter, which is the person basically. Mortgage brokers are giving your information to a lender, the person that's actually going to loan the money. And they're kind of like a facilitator for that loan, but they do not make the decision. So they can tell you that they believe that you qualify for this loan and you might very well qualify for that loan, but they don't have the final say and they don't know until they send it to that that underwriter at the bank. And that person says whether or not they can actually give you the loan. So what to cut down on time the first thing you want to do is you want to get all your paperwork together and bring in a full package typically they're going to ask you for bank statements um sometimes some some lenders are now doing it digitally where they can access your bank account online and they can just pull your bank statements they're going to ask for tax returns so you should have that stuff already together if you haven't filed tax returns in a year or so especially with some people that are self-employed get that stuff together uh, they're going to ask for pay stubs. So have your last probably two months worth of pay stubs with you uh, just to give them that. They're going to ask for your credit report, which you wouldn't pull your credit report. They'll pull your own credit report, but they're going to have you fill out an application so that they can order your credit report. Uh, in the Can I Own Six Steps to Home program, we go over how to make sure that your credit report is strong enough for a lender. 
Um, after that, they're going to ask to see what kind of money you have down to get into a house. Um, they typically like to see that you have at least three months worth of, uh, they, they like to see you have the security. I mean, I'm sorry, not the security deposit, the amount needed for the down payment. And they want you to have that money in your account for at least three months. Once you can show that you've got that money for three months, um, that usually stops them from asking questions about where did the money come from. Um, after that, they're going to want to see some reserve in the bank account as well. They don't want to see that you have just enough to pay the down payment and you don't have money for the other uh, you know, stuff that's necessary as well. Now, having said that, they're also going to want, if you're self-employed, they're going to want a profit and loss statement and a couple of other things with self-employed. We go over all of that in the uh, Six Steps to Home program. But... Um, the the best way to know if you're if you're getting into the right loan program is to look at one simple thing. At least this is what I use with my on my customers, um, and that is to go through the process of what's required for an FHA loan. And if you meet the FHA standards, then nine times out of ten you will meet the standards of almost every other program. The FHA standards uh, FHA is a government. For those of you that don't know, it's a government backed loan. Uh, basically, the government is ensuring that if they get the loan, if the bank gives the loan out and you fail to make payments on the loan, then the government will reimburse up to a certain amount uh, toward, th they'll give the bank um, a certain amount of money to cover the law. So in other words, they won't, the bank is taking on less risk because the government basically is ensuring that loan. So they're limited in how much loss they can take on the loan. So with the FHA program right now, the requirement is about three and a half percent down, um, three and a half to five percent. And that includes closing costs for most FHA loans. So you should have roughly that amount of money in the bank um, at, at a minimum, three and a half to five percent of the house, the purchase price that, or the, the price of the house you're planning to buy. Um, and that money should have been in the bank for at least three months. Um like I said, there's a little bit more to it, but we go over that in the Six Steps to Home program because uh, you want to make sure that the money, you receive the money the right way and you want to make sure you show the money in the right way. Um, on the other side, as far as credit, the credit uh, guidelines change ever so often, but they pretty much go like this. You cannot have any judgments or collections on your credit unless you are making payment arrangements with the creditor. So you need if you do have judgments or collections on your accounts, on your credit, you need to set up to make payment arrangements, even if it's a small amount. And you need to have made payments for a couple of months on that collection or that judgment to show the FHA lender that, you know, you are making payments on this judgment. Um, as far as accounts, you cannot have any accounts in bad standing. If you do have an account. Uh, they have to be in good standing, meaning that all of your credit cards and everything are paid current. If you in the past have had uh, past due payments on your credit, uh, then you have to give a letter of explanation usually as to uh, why, um, what caused you to fall behind. Typically, when a person falls behind, they might have a late payment for a month and it's across all their credit cards because they had some kind of setback during that month and that caused them to be late. You just need to have a letter of explanation for the lender explaining what happened during that time. Um, as far as um, 
anything else in your credit, they're going to look at a minimum credit score of at least with the lenders that I've dealt with, they're looking at at least 580. And now let me be clear about the 580 credit score because the 580 credit score is um, if there are no overlays on the loan. And basically overlays are saying that FHA requires you to have a minimum middle credit score of 580, but sometimes lenders don't want to just go off the FHA guidelines. And so they say, well, with us, you have to not only have the five score of 580, you need to have a middle score of 640. And so they say on top of the 580, we're not going to accept anybody, even if they have the 580, we're going to accept them only if they have at least a 640. So you, you have to be very careful with the lender um, as far as what their middle score is, their overlay middle score. Um, I'm sorry, what their credit score, uh, the middle score is. So at a minimum to get with most lenders, you're looking at a middle score of 580. And again, a middle score is all three of your credit bureau scores, the score that is in the middle. Um, typically, you have to go to a lender to find out your actual score because the way the loans are now, these lenders use different scoring models. Some lenders use FICO, which is what FHA uses right now, but they're trying to change that. Uh, some use true uh, Vantage Score. Some use Vantage Score 2.0. So there's, you know, there's a lot of different scoring models they use. But what you can typically do is look at your score, uh, go online, pull your score, and see that your middle score is at least 580. And then from there, when you actually go to a lender, they can tell you your true score depending on the scoring model they use. So don't be surprised if you look at your score and it shows your middle score is a 600 and then you go to a lender and they say your middle score is 620 or 575 because they are probably just using a different um, scoring model. And there's no way you can control that. Um so typically, once you look at once you qualify for an FHA loan or once you, you meet the criteria for an FHA loan, then if the lender decides that they have a different loan program, maybe it's a conventional loan program, then you probably still qualify for that loan program because conventional lender loan programs often have um, they accept something a little bit different than FHA. So let's say the middle score for FHA is 580. Um and let's say this lender, their middle score, because they have an overlay, uh, is 640. They might have a conventional loan that'll use a 600 as the middle score. And they'll say, well, th you probably qualify for that score better or that program better. And so they'll try to send you there. I typically like to, I typically instruct my clients to go to a lender, pull their credit score get a copy of the credit score from that lender using whichever scoring model they use and then show it to if they decide to go to another lender and look for a different loan show that score to that other lender uh, from the previous lender that way they don't have to keep running their score and they can get an idea of if they have a program available for them so um, that's the the gist of this whole thing if you're going to go with the lender and choose which program to stay with then you want to um, if you're going to go with looking for a different loan, you try to stay keep your guidelines on the FHA guidelines. Remember, that's no um, that's no judgments or collections that aren't being paid on. That's no slow pays or late pays unless you have a letter explaining that's a middle score of at least 580. Um, and you have to show income that uh, supports 
roughly 35 to 40 percent of your income can go to rent payment and you still you know in other words uh, the payment that's on this house won't be greater than 35 to 40 percent of your income uh, the lower the better uh, I go into a little bit more detail about those ratios later but these are the minimum guidelines and if you can meet those guidelines then more than likely you'll not only qualify for the uh, FHA program, you might also qualify. You're probably going to qualify for some conventional programs. So the biggest thing is don't let everyone run your credit and tell you that their program is best. Um, in another podcast, I'm going to discuss how to choose a lender and what's the best way to choose a lender. But I hope this has been helpful. I know it's a little bit more complicated than I usually prefer to get in most of my podcasts. But um if you have questions or comments, please leave your questions or comments in the comment section below on our canIown.com uh, page and the podcast. Um, also, if you can, we've recently put our podcast on iTunes. And so if you can, go on iTunes and leave a review. Let me know if this information is helpful. If it's not, um, you know, topics that you'd like me to discuss, on the, you can leave in the comments section and I'd be happy to discuss. Until next time, I wish you the best in your home buying journey. I hope everything works well for you. If you've got questions or concerns or you want a step-by-step program to help you get qualified for a home loan, then please go to CamandIOwn.com and check out our Six Steps to Home program. It's a very good program, and I've used it to literally help hundreds of families qualify for home financing, and I'd be happy to help you. Till next time, this has been Artville. I look forward to uh, working with you and speaking with you in the future. Have a great day and be blessed. Thanks.